Hi, and welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes-Sharini, your host. And today I have my guest, Joanne Edie, and very happy to talk to her. She and I uh, met through HypnoBiz, and I am excited because she is the host of HypnoBiz, is it HypnoBiz Canada? And it's in Toronto, correct? Yes. And that's coming up. Um, Joanne is, uh, her, her specialty is weight release. And she focuses on uh, the virtual gastric band procedure. And she has her own history behind um, weight release. She also has a book called Exhale Weight that's available on Amazon. And um, she has over 20 years of experience. And she's also a dowser, which I'd love to talk to you yeah. Um, about which um, I I am as well, and I haven't. Um, oh, wonderful! So, yeah. So um, anyway, so with that brief introduction, I think we're going to learn a whole lot more as I ask you questions. So welcome, Joanne. Well, thank you so much, Desiree. I, I'm just so pleased to be here today. I am and too. I caught I caught Joanne in her hotel room. Yeah. So, um, as she's you know getting ready to check out, so I'm gonna. Try not to keep you too late, but um, I'm going to keep you as long as I can. And <laughs> anyway, so I understand you're, um, you live in Toronto, is that correct? Well, I live an hour west of Toronto, but not many people know where Brantford, Ontario is. But our claim to fame is Wayne Gretzky. And that's quite oh, okay. a claim to fame. Yeah. That's also, fun. Alexander Graham Bell lived there as well, as well as other places. He lived Interesting. in Boston, down east uh, in Nova Scotia. He had... They, it was an affluent family, and they had multiple homes. Well, cool. Yeah, the um, I, I live in D.C. now, but I used to be in Annapolis and that uh, general area. Our our here our claim to fame is Michael Phelps. So oh wow, each town should have their own like you know yeah. famous sports person. Sure. Of course, in D.C., I suppose we got football players or whatever. But yeah. um, anyway, let's start with how you got into hypnosis. Okay, so um, I have been married now, in, in one month I've been married 55 years. Oh my gosh, happy anniversary, and that's a success story. And I, you know, I couldn't, when I was younger, I just couldn't even imagine this time, but um, I have five children, I have now 10 grandchildren. Oh my goodness. And, um, when my youngest child, the fifth child, was off to university, I began to meditate on what is the next step in my life. Tell me what it is I need to know. And I would just say that, and then I'd close my eyes and just be quiet for a bit. I did that for months. And then, oddly enough, I had a terrible, terrible argument with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) We don't argue a lot, but and about three weeks later, I was still angry about it. And I thought, well, you know, this isn't, there's something wrong about that. Like, you, you, how does one hold that anger that long? And um, so I began to, to look up uh, talking to someone. And I ended up going to this traditional psychologist who did this funny tapping thing. Oh, really? I know. Uh-huh. You know, in five or six times of seeing her, I had let go of so many things from my childhood. And I thought, I have to learn this. So I did. And I... Um, he was more or less using it for myself. Well, EFT, of course, yeah, emotional yeah. freedom technique. And I was using it for myself, and I used it on my kids and my grandkids and, and friends and whatnot. And, and then I thought, well, why don't I start seeing people? Because I got kind of good at it. 
and uh, my intuition started kicking in. And um, so I started taking certifications that um, Emo Free had put out. And um, one of the videos I had to watch had a hypnotist called Marilyn Gordon. Okay. She's from uh, California. And she was so interesting. And I, I thought, well, you know, maybe that's my next step. And the combination of EFT and hypnosis, you can pretty much cover any issue that any client brings to you. Yeah. And, and you know, and hypnosis, I was thinking before uh, this interview today is, um, I'll probably put it up on my Facebook page, like a little meme of like, um, you know, you want to, you know, what do you want to fix? Hypnosis will take care of that. You know, whatever it is, it's almost like, hey, you got a car problem? Hypnosis. Right. <laughs> you know? it, it's almost um, because people tend to think of it in limitation of just mm -hmm. uh, stop smoking or weight loss or habit right. change, uh, but it's <clears throat> so much more. And, and, and it is now these days, Desiree, because of these conventions and, and conferences, because uh, a lot of hypnotists have developed new techniques, and I actually watched that happen in the EFT years as well. Mm -hmm. People, you know, took it to another level. Right. And so you go to these conferences and, and um, you are learning these new techniques and that you can use with your clients. Yes, that and incorporate. even more um, amazing than it already is. It is. And so, um, like I said, you're in a hotel room right now. Yeah. And, um, so, and, and I asked you before going on, I said, did work take you there? And yes, you're at, at one of those conferences. I am. It's Mid-America. And then my conference is one week later. Um, and there's a, a variety of reasons for going to a conference. But, you know, a lot of things I, you know, little tips and hints are sometimes are just learned in the hallway or at lunch. Yeah. You know, or these conversations. Yeah. I love doing these interviews. Like I, like I was mentioning, I just did one with uh, Stephanie Conkle, and we yeah. just, after I turned it off, we got on another <laughs> subject, and she says, well, this is what we should be recording, so we're going to get back on on her show later <laughs> to continue the conversation because right. you do, um, you know, and at these conferences, and I will, you know, remind people that if you're a, a hypnotist or, or anyone in the helping field that you could learn so much. It's not just hypnosis at HypnoBiz. There at are HypnoBiz Canada. Mine is yes. distinct from the other um, HypnoBiz conferences. Okay. Australia, uh, Amsterdam and New York in that for a long time, maybe because I'm so metaphysical, but I've had metaphysical tracks mm -hmm. where, you know, we have a variety. Uh, so it's really open to the public and anybody yeah can come and, and a rejuvenating spa for the mind oh yes exactly <laughs> and so much to learn and that's why that's why i was saying it's not just hypnosis it's like because it's called hypnobiz people might think oh well that i have to be a hypnotist right no you can pick up so many like at the workshops and so many things you can learn such a range of things being offered too so um i'm going to segue into uh, HypnoBiz that's coming up for you. And it's not too, this, my podcast ought to be, I'm going to edit and it'll be out tomorrow. So people will be able to hear this uh, if they happen upon it. So is it too late to sign up? It starts oh, on no. the 5th. People right? sometimes, you know, come right to the door. Now okay. it's at Toronto Airport. And the reason I moved it there was because we had so many speakers from, uh, well, we have, this year we have six speakers from, all over the world 
uh, England, Germany, uh, Australia, yeah. Brazil, U.S. and Canada. And um, so they can just fly right into the airport and shuttle Fantastic. over to the hotel. They don't have to rent a car. Oh, that's even better. And so uh, attendees can do the same thing, right? So anyone who says, well, I'm going to go. And, and the links with information will be um, in the details okay, under perfect. this. So if anyone wants to know more. Yes, I, I got three signups just yesterday. There's a lot of people that leave things to the last minute. Oh, yeah, I know. Can, you know, just in case I can't make it at the last minute. Right, yeah. Early. I, I know that I know as a instructor and, you know, <laughs> someone who, ha you know, teaches things I'm like well I don't know how long I can leave this open before uh, yeah close the door so sure. with your business and your your own processes you you special you personally so switching over from the hypno biz right. personal work you've ended up focusing on weight release I, I do you to that okay so I went through my own journey I've always been tall and thin my entire life until I hit middle age hmm. And then 50 pounds visited wow. and wouldn't go away. <laughs> so I started on that diet train. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, having always been able to eat whatever I wanted to, never gain a pound, yep. um, I went into that uh, diet train of, um, you know, losing weight, gaining it back, losing weight, gaining it back, trying every program, reading every book, jumping on every every new advertised thing and uh, nothing worked and i i couldn't understand why my body and my mind wouldn't work together uh when i was depriving myself so desperately yeah and um so in 2011 uh i i um signed up for a course uh, by Sheila Granger the virtual gastric band with hypnosis and uh, she ended up was ill, and her American assistant taught the class, Mark Carlin. And he was an excellent teacher, and it was a, an excellent uh, workshop. And I went, I had taken a student with me, and I went home, and he practiced on me, and I practiced on him, and we were off to the races. So um, I started working with it. Now, leading up to that, I had already figured a lot of things out by myself, for my own self. Right. So. Um, I already had a pretty good weight program. So mixing the two together was a no brainer. And, um, you know, I always say the virtual gastric band is, is the mind part of it. And, and I have the emotional part of it. Okay. Good. You don't take care of the emotional part. You can have all the bands you want and it's, mm -hmm. they're, they're still going to go back and, and gain it again. Yes. And so right now I am getting over 90% success rate with the two programs. That's fantastic. I teach it and um, I speak on it and uh, it, it, it's a wonderful program. And I just taught it yesterday at this conference. Oh, good. And, yeah. You know, it's so much fun to let people in on some really good uh, things that really work and they can see that and they want to want to go home and apply it with their own clients. That sounds fantastic. And, um, for anyone who follows my podcast videos, I probably a, two or three episodes ago did it because I, I so agree with you with that diet yo-yo thing that people yeah. go through that I did uh, an episode on the no, you know, no diet dieting yes. about how diets don't work in the long yeah. run. And you, you know, it, you, yeah. people do this 
and all the things that get in the way and uh, that and so I'm glad to have you here because yeah. well diet yeah. set up deprivation big time yeah and you and, can't have something you want it and that's exactly what I said and it's like mm-hmm. you can't it's not a if you go on a diet yes you're going to lose weight and then so many people they're like well I can't wait to get off this diet I'm going to have that piece of cheesecake <laughs> as my reward you know yeah. or I I'm going to go they go back to and so I you know I, I talk about how it's a lifestyle change and about how it takes you know 20, 30, 60 days to make a permanent change and, and really to embrace, um, to feel your new normal. Yes. And, and my program is for the rest of your life. Yes, exactly. You've got to change your life, not your not what you're eating, but how you're eating necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Well, what happens is, is um, birthdays come along, parties come along, yep. Christmas, Thanksgiving. There's always going to be events all year round. Yeah, And, you know, with Sheila's program, uh, it's three meals a day, stop when you're full, no snacking in between. So let's go over those three. Three meals a day, that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, when I was taking the course, the oddest thing came into my mind. I'm thinking, okay, where was the garbage can on my schoolyard? Like, what an odd thought. Huh. But we never took recess to school what they call recess. You take food to school to eat at recess. Okay. We went out to play. And there was no garbage can because no one ate at recess. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. There was that snack, recess snack stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so the second thing is, so it's eat what you want, stop when you're full. We've lost the ability to feel full. Mm -hmm. And, And so the, program gives people like the, I always love the wonderment like I can actually feel full now right it's always a wonderment that 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 can come back um so three meals a day stop when you're full no snacking in between no snacking at night and there's a reason for that too um when let's say you have your breakfast at seven or seven thirty takes two and a half to three hours for the entire digestive process to work it doesn't just empty out of the stomach. It goes through the bloodstream. It goes through all the organs. It extracts nutrients. It separates the waste. So now two and a half, three, uh, three hours later, it's coffee break time. Yeah. So at that point, you're done digestion. So your body begins to work on fat stores. So then you have a, if you have something for your coffee break, it stops that. Can't do the two things at once. It goes back to digesting. Uh, so it's two and a half hours again, and, and it's lunchtime. And then it's two and a half hours, is coffee break again. Then it's two and a half hours, is dinner time. Then it's two and a half hours, and, and you're snacking at night, and your body is in perpetual digestion instead of fat burning. Hmm. And so you go to bed digesting. Your body never, ever gets to rest. Hmm. And so everybody who goes to the three meals a day, stop when you're full, no snacking in between, loses weight. Well, wow. isn't that amazing? And then, you know, they can just make that part of their regular lifestyle. And, and, and you know, it is nice, um, especially when someone's struggled with weight, if they have, yeah. they have a plan, you know, it, help, it helps them to have like, this is the plan and these, these are the choices I make. That's my plan. Because it's like, it's a roadmap and you're like, this is yeah. what I do. Instead of right. it like being up, you know, just like, I don't know, I'm going to eat when I feel like it. I don't know how much I'm going to eat. or. That's right. 
eat when I feel like it. Yeah. And the other thing is that j- there's just no deprivation whatsoever. You can have whatever you want. If you yeah. want to eat cheesecake for lunch, have it with your lunch. Yeah. Then let your body rest and digest until dinner. Mm. No. Yeah, that's one of the things that I agree. As soon as you, like you said earlier, uh, with a diet, as soon as you say, I can't have that, that's, yep. you know, it's just the way we are. It's like, yep. you want it. Even if you didn't want it before, someone says, you can't have it, you want it. <laughs> how awful is it to go to a party or, or a Thanksgiving dinner or something like that and, and you can't have things? Mm-hmm. I know. That's not what, no way to live. Yeah. So I, I always like to, for myself, um, and, and I, you know, I, I guess I put on a little weight somewhere along there when my kids were um, probably in elementary school. And, I, you know, not a lot for me, luckily. Um, but I was, you know, rounding out, you know. <laughs> I was like, I was a little, you know, now, now I'm, I'm, you know, perfectly, you know, slim and, and I'm, you know, staying at my normal. But, um, and it, it was like that thing where, oh, you know, you didn't finish your fish stick. You know, like, you know, the mom, mom is like the human garbage disposal. Yeah, you know, almost every you know, client has to bring that up, that they were told to finish everything on their plate. And I, yeah. my answer to that is, well, now you're a big girl, and you got to put your big girl pants on and just run your own life. And you don't want your big girl. And you don't want your big girl pants to be that big, right? No. <laughs> you want to yeah. wear the little girl pants, you know? Right. But, so, um, that can't be the excuse is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. So I, I had to kind of adjust my thinking like a party. Um, instead, like, yeah, I can have the cake, but I don't have to have the whole cake. No. You know, I can have a bite of cake. I can like cut like I will, but I'm the annoying one who when there's like the pre-cut cake, it's like that. I'm the one who takes yeah. the sliver off the end <laughs> and then I leave some sort of like mess for somebody who comes right. on. But I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take the whole cake mm. or at home. I might take a piece and then I'll, I'll, cut off like a third of it, put the rest sure. in the freezer. Sure. You know, because the harder it is to get to, the less likely I'm going to just keep going. Yeah. Um, but have it with your meal. Yeah. And I, I make choices. And I, and there's also that feeling of choosing. Is yeah. it saying, I'm choosing to not eat the whole piece of cake. That's right. As opposed to feeling like I can't, and there's some external force that won't let me. I just love you said that because the very first thing I do with a client is I ask them, would it be all right on this program? If I just totally take over your life, I'm going to take over your finances. I'm going to call you about 13 to 15 times a day. I'm going to email you multiple times and message you and everything else. Would that be all right? Well, of course, they start to laugh and they go, no, that won't be all right. The very odd person is, is so desperate to lose weight that they'll, they'll say, yeah, I'll do anything. <laughs> but then we start, I go, really? And we start laughing because, um, you know, and then they, they start laughing at it. And I go, but you let food do that. Food, food takes over your finances. Doesn't matter how much that cookie costs, you'll buy it. And they'll nod yes. So it comes, what you described was who's in control. You are in control. And and people, and then there's that, uh, people that have a problem with weight, one way or the other, too little, too much, too what, they they give over that control. And then they have this adverse relationship with their food. You know, you should love your food because your food should love you. And that also goes into (laughs) what kind of food are you putting in? Yeah. Are you putting in food that loves your body on a regular basis? Right. Or are you putting in food that doesn't really love your body on a regular basis? You know, on my program, but you know, 
I, I tell them I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a doctor or a nurse, and I'm not a naturopath. So we begin with eat whatever you want yeah. because the hypnosis takes care of um, the desire. The, the, the actual following all the rules. And the rules are so easy. And so, um, as I said, the hypnosis looks after that. And somewhere along the line, they themselves start making better choices. Mm-hmm. And they're so surprised that they do. But it's because they're already having some successes. And that's what they need. And the successes continue. Yeah. So then they, build they on each decide, other. well, I, I'm going to feed my body better now. Mm-hmm. Do you know that I had a lady run up to me at a, at an event and she, she's one of my clients and she said, Joanne, I don't know what you did to me, but I couldn't care less if I ever lost another pound. And guess what? I'm losing weight. Right. Release the need mm-hmm. to lose weight. Yeah. And that's very important. It's that focus. And, and um, I, I don't know, I, I haven't had a chance to talk to you uh, much before this at all. So um, I also love a lot of the, mm, the, I don't know what the right word for it is, but the substance of manifesting or intention setting in that they talk about what you pay attention to is what you get. So if you believe you have a hard time losing weight, if you believe that, you know, food is, you know, bad or good, then, you know, that kind of goes into that subconscious thing where we can get to with hypnosis. Well, that's what we look after. Subsequent, yeah. Subsequent visits, I use EFT on them for those issues that you just described. Yeah. So we change their thinking all along the way. And then the other important part of my program, the people that come to me to lose weight, and I think everybody, I know myself included, um, it's all about loving oneself. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know how EFT says, I deeply love and accept myself. Yeah. And you'll see people pull back because they don't love and accept themselves. So we spend a lot of time working on them, loving and accept themselves big. Yeah. Because if you don't love yourself big, you're not going to love yourself when you lose the weight either. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you look like or what exactly, because it's, it's, it's all in here. And, yeah. and so that's where that, the wonderful process of hypnosis can also help go in there, yeah. you know, and, and reframe, right. uh, reframe thoughts and feelings about right. yourself right. And, and then get that like, and a lot of people, so it's kind of a catch 22 for people that put on weight, right? Because they don't love themselves because they don't feel like they're in control of their eating and then they're heavy and they don't love themselves because they're heavy and then they hate themselves because they just ate that piece of cake and then they put themselves down and that's that cycle, that hamster wheel. And, um, you know, in my book, I list a whole lot of things that people, they'll call themselves names. Like you wouldn't do that to your best friend and your best friend wouldn't do it to you, but you'll do it to yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And isn't it funny how that is? So tell me about your book. How is, how is it formatted? Well, it, it's to kind of a, a little bit of a story of my journey. Because okay. my journey gives them a lot of hints and tips. And, and they identify with the things that I went through. Yes. And, um, and then it's just got a lot of good information that's just such a compliment to the whole program. And so every client of mine gets my book. Because, uh, and unless they don't like to read, if they don't like to read, I don't give them the book. Right. 
unless they want it. Now, I say, you know, you don't have to read it from cover to cover. It's a very easy read. But you can just open it certain places, and you'll find what you need to to read that day. Yeah, I I I also have my book out, and it's very. It sounds like I had a similar format because it's about it's my writings, and then it's in, you know, it has guidelines along the way at the end of each chapter. But it is you can open it. So I really like that idea because uh, okay, something just popped up in front of me there on my screen. Had to make that go away. <laughs> the magic of the computers. Something just said, "Hey, we're finished." I'm like, "Okay," but it wasn't us, so that's good. Um, anyway, so. When did you write your book? How uh, when um, did it come out? Around 2012. Okay. And um, because I finally had solved some things by learning the virtual gastric band, and then of course, the more you work with people, the more it helps you as well. That's <laughs> you the know? truth. That's the truth. I've had clients come in. Um, a recent one came in, and I, I thought, wow, you know. Why is he coming to me? He seems like he really has his act together, right? But he, where I was admiring his strong areas, you know, were ones that I, I could use. And, and I had something to offer him where he didn't have yeah. that strength. And that's why he came to me. Yeah. But I told him, I said, I think you were sent to me yeah. because I can learn from some of these things that um, you've already achieved um, that I, I struggle with. I said, so thank mm-hmm. you for coming to me. For sure. Uh, a win-win. Learn from our clients. Uh, yes. And, and, and even, um, even in ways that when, when uh, difficult, I want to say difficult clients, but clients where maybe I've, uh, I have somebody who's working on um, a, pro- a, a problem with turbulence on flights. Oh, yeah. Not getting on the plane. And, and, I've, and I told her I've thrown everything at her that I had, and she was still, you know, having um, an issue. So I'm like, okay, I'm – I need to learn what am I missing here because yeah. he's the, probably the first person who didn't, it didn't take. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? That didn't work. You know, Every once in a while we have to stub our toe. Yeah. So we learn some more. Mm-hmm. And, and so that- she, she's, uh, you know, she's still you know coming to me. And um, so I'm like, I, we are going to figure this out. I'm going to learn what yeah. I need to learn to, uh, you know, because I've, you know, I'm like, I'm still trying to uh, get in there. And I'm, right now, I'm on the secondary gains um, <laughs> track because I've gone the, the smooth track. So I've got to, you know, right. explore that. Well, it sounds like you'll find it too. Yes, we okay. will. I should just take her next flight with her. She's going someplace wonderful. And will <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just have to be along to help her, right? Yeah. Hey, when are you going to the Caribbean? I'll be right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I use EFT a lot for, for mm-hmm. fear of flying. I, I just find it a little faster than, than the hypnosis, but yeah. whatever works. I have a um, process. Have you ever, um, and it's similar to EFT, and it's called Soul Link. Have you heard of that? No. It's, um, I, I got, it's Gary Sinclair is the man who uh, created this particular one, but he was a havening um, student as well. And havening is, it's like EFT. Um, but he adapted it into kind of a hybrid from havening to yeah. what he created. Yeah. Havening, they do this, uh, it's yeah. a touching Correct. specific part, sort of like EFT. And he created a uh, hand, it's like a hand, basically a hand touching break. The, I, I, I won't go through the whole thing here. but it's, it's, and, it's, You know, oddly enough, there's another woman, I believe Germany or somewhere there, and, and she also does the hands. It's called the Mer Method. 
Well, and this is what he calls soul link. So yeah. it's probably the very similar thing. Yeah. yeah and, you, know, you tend to think, oh, maybe one copied the other or something, but that's not it at all. It's that thing called the hundreds monkey. Yes. And I was just talking about that with Stephanie on this previous is interview. That right? Because I said, um, we were both talking about teaching. Um, she says, well, the next book I'm working on is, is about teaching yourself intuition because I think it's so important for people to learn their own intuition. I said, wait a minute, don't steal my audience. That's my, <laughs> that's my focus. And that's what my book's about. And, and, but we were joking and then talking about how people, I think a download comes and then it seems to be trending. And, right. and like, even when I, I mentioned like when the telephone was developed, uh, or um, telegraph, yeah. or the, it, like there were like quite a few people at the same there time. Were, there, yes, there, that's true. Yeah, Marconi uh, and Bell, you know, separated by by an ocean. They didn't know what each other were doing, no. and both invented the same thing. You know, it's just Bell got there faster, I guess. Or, but um, so and they developed different parts of it. Mm-hmm. And um, the the home that they had in my hometown, Brantford, um, is where. Uh, Bell developed the first long distance call. So okay. it was Brantford to Paris, not Paris, France, Paris, Ontario. Oh, okay. <laughs> <But, yeah, laughs> so that's impressive if you just say Paris. Yeah. Um, but my intuition, uh, as you say, download, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I think it did more because I'm a dowser. And with dowsing, you have to have a lot of um, self uh, belief. Yeah. Because when you doubt a question, you have to believe your answer's right. Or why would you douse? If you're right. going to douse and get the yet, a yes answer, and you say, well, I don't think that's right, why, why bother? Right. So you have to trust your intuition. You have to trust that when your pendulum swings, uh, that it's correct. Yeah. And there's been many times when I've, you know, I thought that can't. You know, in, my, in the back of my mind, I thought that possibly, can't possibly be the correct, but it has turned out that it was. Now, I find I have, um, I, I find I don't have the success with myself. I, I'm fine with other people because myself, if I'm asking a question, I have my preference as to what the answer is. <laughs> so I, I when I'm working with other people, all that. you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you how you could develop that further. What I do is I'll, um, I'll ask another dowser, could you please douse? Is the answer A or B? And I, only I know the answer. Okay. So they have no skin in the game and they, right. so then they just say A. So if you were to do that, yes. uh, have people check your answers that way, you'll get more confidence. I'll have to do that at the conference that I'm going, I'm going to my, um, annual uh, National Association of Transpersonal Hypnotherapists Conference Ooh. is coming up in a couple of weeks in Virginia and Beach. where is that? Um, in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And um, Selena's going to join us this year, so uh, we'll see her down there. But um, that's where I was trained through them. And that's also, I, I'll see my dowsing teacher there, yeah. the one that I was certified with. So I will um, definitely ask her to work on some of that with me. I'm fine with other people because I'm not questioning. Well, because you, yes. Yeah. You, and a lot of times I tell the person. the outcome. Yeah, I tell the person, oh, you know what, I should backtrack a little bit. For the listeners or the, or the viewing audience, what is dowsing? What are we talking about? <laughs> um, Dowsing, um, 
you might be more familiar with it with the guy with the, the rod looking for water or oil or something in the field. That's a form of dowsing. And it is, um, what would you say? Is it, is it electromagnetic? Is uh, it a, is some form of intuition that creates movement, creates a comes through your muscles. So you're asking the question, and the answer comes through mm-hmm. through your muscular system. Right. And and so your pendulum or your rods or your branch off the tree or whatever is an outward visual for, for what you really know inside. And it's the information coming in, going through, forming electrical impulse that's so very subtle, but it draws a certain way or another. Think of the Ouija board, for example. You know, like if you talk about like if you feel it moving, I guess that was in a way a form of dowsing because it's a um, movement. I would, yeah, I... Uh... Or the same um, automatic writing, for example, like information can come in and it's a flow. Right. So regardless of... Writing is more, you know, finding the answers to questions. Right. And, um, and and everybody's a dowser. They just don't know they are. Exactly. Just like everyone <laughs> is psychic and they don't know they are. Yeah. Um, and even, for example, like, well, sometimes I'll ask the question and I'll close my eyes if I'm asking for myself so that I don't see which way it's going. And that's one way of me not going, no, I want to say yes, right? But um, so dowsing. Well, another way you can do that, Desiree, is to ask the question and then hold your pendulum where you cannot look at it. Right. And that's then the you'll feel it going in a certain direction. Sometimes I feel like it's going one way and I open my eyes, it's going the other way. So then I know, I didn't, I, know I didn't encourage it. That's um, right. So, but dowsing for the audience uh, you, you can use different tools. You can use your body. You can use your hand. Um, you can, and what's most familiar we're talking here, you see these beautiful pendulums that, that I can't resist every time I see a new one. And, um, you can use a necklace. You can take something on a chain. You can make a rock, anything that hangs. And uh, you hold it. You ask a question. And you have already decided which way is yes for you, which way is no for you. You can use it over a chart. It'll go to... Uh, like if you have a chart of the a map of the U.S. or whatever, you can ask questions and it can guide you and yeah. it stops shaking over a certain point. So it's it's an amazing um, intuitive tool. And yeah. um, one of the things that Roxanne Louise, who is the one who uh, taught me, I don't, I don't know if did you know Roxanne Louise at all. I know the name. Anyway, so she, um, you know, she always says, you know, you don't, you know, you can use your body, you know, yeah. and you can you feel yourself. Going, ask so the question, and you allow your body that? to go give you the answer. So and everybody at home who's listening to this can try this. You stand with your feet shoulder width apart, mm-hmm. and just take a nice deep breath, and then just let it out, and then just ask the question, or no, say the statement. My name is. Now I would say my name is Joanne, and then you let your body go, and your body will sway forward because you move towards truth, and then you say my name is Fred. And you'll feel yourself pull backwards. Um, it, sometimes people get that like it goes opposite to that. You could just do a little bit of brain gym or whatnot, and then it'll correct that. But that is um, you, the only way that doesn't work is if you're you're we're so used to holding our body erect that we don't allow it to sway. Mm-hmm. So you say, "My name is Joanne," and then just let it fall. One way. Yeah. Or the- that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, and the, and so that we know that truth consciously. There are truths that we don't know consciously, yeah. and that's where dowsing 
can come in is, is that is bringing in that information and allowing it to reveal right. itself in a, in a intuitive way. Right. And I truly believe that's why my intuition expanded because I, I began to douse in the 1990s and I was involved with the Canadian society of dowsers. And then the, I, I have been to the American society of dowsers convention, although just, I think twice, uh-huh. you know, with a longer way to go. And yeah. At our own association, but um, we also ran a dowsing group, and and at one time I had four groups on the go, one every week, and so every week I would go and you know at eight, uh, different areas of the, you know where I lived, and um, uh, it, the first thing I noticed was I was doing a past life regression with somebody, and so they're in hypnosis, and I'm just you know asking the questions and. I said to her, so what, uh, look down and what are you wearing on your feet? Because that often will tell you male or female or what era you're in or whatever. And um, immediately I could see that she had these little boots on, you know, like, so I thought, where did that come from? And she started describing boots, little boots with a high heel. And then I scan your body up and what are you wearing? I could see exactly what she was wearing. And do you have something on your head? I could see her hat. Uh, and so I, you were seeing her past life. My head. Okay. And I, I just thought that was amazing, you know, but now I, that has developed. So when I'm working with a client, there's, there's three little angels and they're, they're little round ladies and they're so cute. And I get fed a lot of information into my left ear and, and it's always correct. And I client, you know, I've just, this is the information I'm getting and it's okay. If it's not right, if, if that's not right, just say, no, that's not it. Cause maybe I just heard it wrong. It's always right. It's very, very. And so how long has that been going on? When did that start happening? You quite, a, quite a few years. Um, yeah. Probably around 2008. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's handy. And then that just develops more and more. Uh-huh. I'm very intuitive about a lot of things. Uh, one time, I was away in Vancouver, and um, we were at a, an event that was a week long. And uh, on the Wednesday, we, it was Saturday to Saturday, and my husband and I were there, and um, on the Wednesday... I said to him, I have to go home. He said, what do you mean you got to go home? And I said, I don't know. I I have to go home. And I was so insistent and I was tearing up and, and he said, all right. And so he took me to the airport and I flew home. Well, nothing, you know, I got home and there was nothing wrong. And we live on this beautiful property, this farm. Nothing was wrong. Nobody had anything. And I think, oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> And missing the whole event. Right. And, um, and then on the Friday, it, that's when it happened. What so, was it? Well, I, I prefer not to tell you. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was. That's why I had to come. Something home. you needed to be there for. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, I've heard stories like that before. Yeah. You know, people just know that something, you know, is, and we all, like sometimes we just know. And, right. and like I have been, you know, I was talking about is that my, um, a big, my big focus, I think, on, on what I try to teach is about 
intuition, learning intuition, what your body feels like, and allowing yourself to not naysay or second guess. Yeah. Because some, you know, we, you know, you don't know why, but there's a reason that. That's right. There was, there was no apparent reason that that was happening other than the, the strong, strong feeling I had. Yep. And sometimes I'll get a feeling or a sensation like, um, you know, don't go there. Like whatever, you know, maybe even it's just like uh, going down a certain street or something. And I may never find out. No. It's fine. I didn't drive home that way. That's and right. you, so we don't always have evidence. No. But maybe we would have had evidence because there's certainly the people that we've heard say, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I had a feeling I shouldn't have done that, but I did it and then this happened. Right. Yeah, another thing is I, I hate getting stopped at a red light. I hate getting stopped if it turns yellow because you have to sit there even longer. And then I just had to train myself and say, you know what, maybe that's the angels holding me back. Yep. Maybe if I'd gone through that light, I'm going to get in an accident up the way. I mean, maybe, maybe not. And there was no evidence of that or anything. Right. But I think that's how you practice your intuition. It's also for me um, on a more um, uh, like pragmatic way. I, when I'm stuck in traffic, if, if I'm delayed some reason, I just say, I'm, you know, I'm just going to assume that there's a reason. There's something, right. a better reason I'm here than being yes. where I, I want to be. And the more you try. Faster, because then I can just relax because it's everything yes. is as it's supposed to be. Because everything the more you relax with that, as you say, it's supposed to be like that. The more yeah. you relax, the more you're in your intuition will expand mm -hmm. the more experiences you'll have. I've had some amazing psychic experiences. So I'm, not, I'm not a psychic. I well, don't you know what you are. are. See, this well, is the thing. Like I said, everybody's psychic, just like everyone's a dowser. Yeah, but I, I'm not a reader. Call themselves, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not good. Don't call yourself, but you could probably work as well as any other professional psychic. It sounds like Maybe. because you have that tie. I, yeah. I don't get impressions Although, you know, I have had clients ask me if I can read their mind. And I go, no, that's yeah. my little ladies telling me what, you know, what's going on. But, um, you know, reading, you know, being a psychic and reading somebody else's past or whatever, it's just not my thing. Yeah. And, and it's not the direction. But we all have, everyone does have these psychic abilities. And we just, our conscious mind right. has just been trained to, you know, block those yeah. out or, or not tell people. You know, this is a, a you know, certain, uh, so recently I, I um, this is where I got into conversation after, after turning off the thing with Stephanie, but recently I've had, in the last year or so, I've had um, lots of stuff come in that was verified, you know, uh, knowing things that I have no reason to know, and sorry, my cat is over here, hi, if you see a black thing <laughs> jump up here, you'll know why. I, I tried to lock him in the other room. Well, look what we're talking about. <laughs> she wants in on it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, let me let me explain that. I know all about that, don't you? Anyway, um, yeah, he does actually. He's, he knows when I'm coming home. He knows yeah. all. He knows all sorts of stuff. But, um, very much like that. But I um, started to uh, get. I forgot where this was really going. Other than I, I've uh, my mom passed away in July. And I've had a few conversations with her uh, wow. that were verifiable. Things that she, uh, she says, this is there, go, and I find 
that there. Um, you know, and um, really interesting evidence. There's nothing like getting evidence, like believing, oh, yeah, I believe in the spirit world. I believe that this, but then to actually have that evidence of communication um, yes. was very interesting. And that the whole thing of saying, yes, everybody's got this, but most of us, you know, either right. I've talked to people who's in a, about this and they've said, oh, I, w- I don't want to know. You know, uh, like yeah. I, said, I, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't right. want that. And, and like, those people are on just on a different part of the path. They yeah. Get, you know, Even but I love, daughters, I but, love having somebody to talk to about it. Yeah. You know, when I talk to my husband, his eyes glaze over. <laughs> I was going to ask what your husband thinks, you know, of, of your, you know. Is, I have these abilities, but he doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> right. So it's nice to discuss it with somebody. Same with hypnosis. I say that's why you should go to a conference. Like, oh yeah, talk hypnosis. It's like the candy store, isn't it? It's the candy store yeah. of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you just don't. You don't talk to your clients about that. You don't talk to your friends or mm-hmm. nothing. You know, they don't want to hear about it. But uh, when you get to a hypnosis conference, you can have those. It's chat- everybody's on the same page, or or some not the, in the same book anyway. Yeah, with all sorts of cool pages to learn from, like we were talking about at these conferences you know you can flip the page and it's the same same book but like oh wait what do you do oh and how did you come up with that and you know and client stories and as a hypnotherapist it is a little bit of a lonely um uh profession because we work alone well and you're not we get on a conversation like this yeah you're not to talk about your clients that's a an ethical you know, thing you don't break. And, and so, yes, it's nice to have somebody else to discuss certain things with. That right. That just professional do. conversation yeah. and also ideas of, um, you know, the, the here and the beyond, right? Yeah. So yeah. what led you um, into wanting to become a dowser? How did that come about? Um, you know, I'd have to think back. How did I start dowsing? Was it just one of those things? I know I have lots of things that I've, I've segued. You no, know, I think it was at that time. I know that um, when I went to that lady and um, who did that funny tapping thing, you know, <laughs> that just kind of set me on the path. And she sent me off to the Energy Psychology Conference in Toronto. Oh, neat. There's one in the States. It's ACEP, A-C-E-P. Okay. Association. I can't remember what that acronym is, but it is all energy psychology workers and they do EFT and all sorts of things like that. Okay. So, you know, I, she said, you really should go there. And I, I thought, well, I'm just a housewife with kids. Like, why would I go there? I went there and I had so many odd experiences happen to me there over that weekend. Just one real quick one. A lady was walking by me. We were all sitting in the main ballroom and waiting for the speaker to begin. She walks by me and then she goes, Oh, it's you. I've never seen this woman before in my life. And she says, I have a message for you. Let me go get it. It's in my room. Whoa. I know. And so she brought this message back and it was from my dad who was at that time deceased. And um, so that was the first woo woo thing happening. And so she had a few other ones that weekend. And I then I I think that I heard about the Canadian Society of Dowsers Convention, and I went to that. And I ended up getting on the board, 
and um, I spent over five years on in that organization, and it was really interesting. And they have a convention every year, and I think it, that's how it kind of developed. And then I actually doused the the water well on our farm. Oh, that's fantastic! See, it came in handy. You didn't have to pay somebody. <laughs> And and learning I, these things really helps us. I, I covered my butt because I, I marked out where I found it. And then I had a very experienced dowser come and check my work. And he taught me the most amazing thing because um, I had picked up on a vein coming in um, from the right. And I had the spot picked out. And he says, just let me show you something. He said, you, you needed to douse around because there's a vein coming in from the left and you really want the intersection know, beyond the intersection. You've got it about a foot away Wow! on the vein. So learn something really valuable there. But I, I did check my work because it costs a lot of money to drill. You get it wrong, right? Just keep <laughs> drilling holes like a, like a bowl. <laughs> or you could just bring in a whole family of moles and throw them out there and bring up. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of interesting, especially like, again, for the audience is um, I so much like to share uh, processes and information where people think it's woo woo. But when it works, and just because like science, you know, it's not explained by your or your in the box science doesn't mean that it's not useful and and real. Right. And um, are you familiar? The reason I'm uh, bringing this up is I have a similar story that was shared by um, somebody talking about, and I can't remember which person it was, but I was listening to an interview about remote viewing. Oh, yes. And um, so they had done something. Gosh, I wish I could quote exactly who was talking about it. It might come to me. But um, he was being interviewed by Jeffrey Mishlove, who has a YouTube channel called uh, New Thinking Aloud, which oh. is like he, he interviews the most interesting people with um, that with credentialed people, people with yeah. experience, people who not just like, you know, people that, you know what I'm saying? Quality, high level PhD experience, people that have you know done work and um, not just people like me. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I understand you know what I'm saying. Um, people that here's the thing. Yeah, I'm going to segue here. Here's the thing is that because of that science in the box, when you have someone who's with a university or has affiliation or has a PhD, they're taken more seriously than the person who may know as much or more about something, but because they don't have the PhD or, or the, or the affiliation that, uh, you know, people go, well, they're crazy. They're woo woo. But so this is why I do like when things that I think are true and valuable to learn are also represented and spoken about by people that also can go in and out of that box that, you know, science has out there. So they're bringing some of that great information and shoving it in the box so it can't be ignored. Um, Anyway, so he was talking to someone who did remote viewing um, about a team of them did remote viewing to find a an undiscovered um, pharaoh's tomb or under you know near there in egypt and they had remote viewed that this was there and but no one knew it was there so they did the same sort of a thing like you did they went out there they walked around on the sand put 
you know, marked where it was so that they could understand it, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like they somehow, and then, you know, took the marker out so that the team that came after them, the official team with the, you know, depth finder and all that came after yeah. them and they were about a foot away. Um, cool. So they, they, you know, this is one of their ways that they backed up yeah. evidence of remote, remote viewing. Yeah. So it's like what you did, they're looking for the well. Well, I have, a, I have another dowser, but still, it's it's verifiable. Right. These things are verifiable, and people still, you know, don't. Well, I want your audience to know I have an NCW. There you go. See, and that stands no, for no credentials whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, you know, I just what I think is that it is it is is what it is. You yeah. Know, and, you know, I don't, I, I, I've, um, I've been thinking, well, maybe I should go back to school and get my PhD just so people, you know, so I can, I can say, well, but look, I'm, you know, serious here. What I really would like to do on, on a personal note here is when I was finishing college, I um, was looking at schools for a PhD and they were all in, you know, on my degrees in psychology and, you know, I've kind of built along off that, but um I would have gone on, and, but then I got married, had kids, whatever, and that went out the window. But I've thought about going back, but I only want to go back now if I can get a PhD in parapsychology or metaphysics yeah. or any of the things that I'm really interested in. And finally, now some of these schools, there only used to be one in Scotland where that offered a PhD in uh, parapsychology, but now there are other programs popping up with um, accredited uh, PhD right. programs. There's lots of, you know, you could go to that don't have accreditation, but then, you know, I may do one of those too. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you took the time and studied it well, but the thing is that doesn't trump someone who yeah. has developed their own abilities. Exactly. That's, that's my point is that, you know, that's it's nice to have the letters you. after your name, but, but it doesn't make you know, believe doesn't make you any better or worse or any smarter. You know, no. maybe it's and there are the uh, people that you know, independent study and experience is so much different than someone who read the book yeah. and took the test. Yeah, and um, I know from ex having had different doctors, for example, or I've had clients come to me who had been to a psychologist and were extremely depressed, unhappy. Um, come to me and one session they're like thank you so much wow I feel so much better I you know they, they leave with optimism and with a direction that feels good whereas I don't know what the psychologist said well, to them, they know? have not been to the other though then they don't realize that they're better yeah true. There, there's a place for it all well this like this one you know psych psychologist in particular one person was like I mean, just basically told this guy there's no hope, <laughs> you know, just whatever. I mean, like, I'm like, wow. Nonetheless, uh, he, he's doing fine now. And, um, but I, that, there's gratitude in saying, wow, well, that, yeah. some people just, it doesn't, the, the letters after their name does not make them, no. uh, especially yeah. as, say, a therapist um, or, or working in, in, you know, life coach hypnosis right. field, right. it doesn't. You can't buy heartfelt, uh, you know, uh, client. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't buy somebody who really connects with you and wants yeah. to 
wants to help you. Um, and, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with um, something the the last speaker of the conference here. Uh, they all gather in one room, so it's uh, you know. But this year for my conference, we have a T-shirt, and it has um, a picture of a male and a female superhero. And it says, hypnotists are superheroes. Yeah. You know, when I first uh, thought about putting it on the T-shirt, I thought, oh, you know, that sounds so boastful and it conceited and things like that. And the, this fella said, um, when it's authentic, it is not boastful. And I thought, right. there's my T-shirts. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, and I are superheroes. We I was do. looking at your um, part of your bio, and, and it's and it's so true. Is that you know, you says I've been aiding clients in a fully rounded approach to wellness, encompassing physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual needs, and that you love helping your clients move forward. Okay. And it, it, you know, so you are one of the people that it's coming from in here. It's not coming from the money. It's not coming from the the. Well, in the I like market. to make money. <laughs> yes, I it was Shelly Stockwell. I love money. <laughs> I do, and um, money. Yeah, I mean, I like to be paid for what I do, but no, I, I agree. Like to get value for what I. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying she's going to do it for free. I'm saying, but if you work with Joanne, you're getting somebody who has a sincere. Well, and I like desire. to send my clients home with tools to work on themselves in between. Yeah. I have oh, some, yeah. some EFT that, that they can do that it's almost a, a no-brainer. And they and your book? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. so that they've got something to to move them forward as well as me. I don't have to do all the work. Right. And that's another thing, just I know you got to go, but there's that other thing about the client needing to hold some personal responsibility because mm-hmm. we are superheroes, but we are not necessarily magicians. No. You know, you got it. The client has to have the desire, not just uh, say. I think when you really have that that genuine desire and appreciation and affection for your clients, that it it all happens anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Joanne, I know you got to uh, skadoodle out of your hotel room now and head back to Toronto, I guess. And I'm so delighted that you could join me. Thank you for fitting me into your schedule. And I look forward to seeing you. Are we going to see each other in Hypnobis, New York? Are you going there again? Yes, I am. Okay. Then I look forward to seeing you in May. And everybody, I will have details of how to contact Joanne uh, in under here. And uh, if you want to work with her or find out more. Not time, not too late to come to the conference in Toronto next on Saturday. Right. And I will have that there too. It's not too late to go to Toronto. Go to Toronto. Go to Hypnobiz Canada. Meet Joanne in person. I'll make you a name tag. Take, take <laughs> conferences. Right. That's right. Anyway, so thanks for being here, and um, I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.